Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. I don't really know what it is about the digital age, folks. I'm going to tell you a story, personal story. I'm not going to bore with the details this time, but those listening for a while have heard me talk about all the fiasco I'm currently tussling with. It feels like, and I'd like to be, I'm curious if anybody else feels this way. It feels like the more technology we bring into commerce, feels like things get slower. Things are less efficient. Accuracy is at an all-time low because we're assuming that the technology does the work for us. And the truth is the human element has always lent itself to a better experience. So everything that I'm doing, they're, they're trying to force technology. I don't mind technology when I see it truly is a benefit. In these, I don't see the benefit of why they're forcing the technology. It feels like a waste of time and everything feels slower. It also feels like there's more that I have to you know, like dancing, like strings, puppet strings. It feels like there's more that I have to coordinate and manage just to keep up on stuff. And part of this is because of the rush towards, you know, auto payments. I've had cards where the card had gotten breached for whatever reason, had to replace it. And so I don't do auto payments unless it's something I truly trust. It's got to be 100% on the trust. And there aren't very many of those. So the vast majority of my services I will say, give me an email, tell me that the bill's due, and when it's due, I'll come in and I'll book you a payment when and if I can. If I don't see value in the service, I'm not going to do it. So I've got a lot of services that come due, and I look at them, am I getting value out of it, and I may discontinue it. I've done that with like three different phone services. So, and then for those that are new, by the way, welcome. I don't have a cell phone. I I have a cell phone, but it's not a you know, the regular cell phone like everybody else does. So I'm like, screw that. I'm not paying 80 bucks a month. I know that some people do T-Mobile for 40 bucks a month. That's fine. My point is I'm not doing a locked in plan. I refuse. You're not screening credit. You're not doing the stuff. I want like the old days. So like mine is like the old days. You know, I, I get a prepaid something or other, set up the prepaid. You don't need to credit screen all. It it should be a basic service anyway. That's how I am. And I go, get on my lawn. That's how I am. So with my utilities, like I just got done paying a little bit more money to the electric bill because I don't, again, don't do auto pay. Uh, By what's currently the only internet I have in the home, which is normally my backup, but right now it's the only one because I got rid of the other one. For that one, it's a prepaid. So the cell phone's prepaid. This is prepaid. Essentially, the electric's prepaid. The gas, I choose to pay when I choose to pay, which is pretty cool. The, uh, my storage, Storage is prepaid up. I do not do auto auto billing. I refuse. And people might think that's strange, but the truth is I've had, unfortunately, at least two or three cards breached. And I can only assume it's got to be that auto pay. 
I actually have different accounts now for paying out versus money coming in because of this fiasco where they're trying to force that. And then some of them like Google Fi. I used to have Google Fi and they would force you to do auto billing. And I'm like, screw you. We're not doing that. So I had to cancel them. Turns out they got breached very recently. So neener, 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 do, 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 do that. But then on the flip, right, I'm dealing with my car situation and all I need to do, it's like, I see this other car I'm going to need to buy. Fine. I can write you a check. Then it's like, well, can you get us a cashier's check? Deep, deep, deep. And the answer is no, because my bank's not local. There's no cashier's check to be had. They'll do a regular check, but it's the same check I would write. Because we used to be in a world where personal checks were fine for large expenses. Now they're trying to do this garbage or they're due the garbage Venmo. I don't have Venmo or some other crap. You know, I don't mind wire. Wire is okay. No problem. I can do this. But the problem with wire is I'd have to be there before the cutoff, which is 2 p.m. Pacific. I work during the day as normal people do. So I don't have the ability to go in and do the wire same day, which means that I have to wait. However, I'm not going to have money booked out of my account where I don't have the product that I'm paying for. So now you get into this impasse all because they refuse to accept personal checks. Okay. So then I did an order cause I'm doing the, I offered to do the order for the programs for my brother's uh, memorial service. So I go down to the shipping place and they, I walk in and I don't know if you've been to an office depot recently, but they've gone downhill. So you walk in, they immediately steer you to a self-service garbage. The problem with the self-service garbage can't do anything except basic copies and prints. I don't need basic copies and prints. I have my own multifunction at home. If I'm going to go to Office Depot, it's to do the advanced stuff that I normally don't do myself, which is bulk print, specialty things, which is what I needed, you know, business cards, that sort of stuff. So I need to do a saddle stitch. If you know saddle stitch, it's the same booklet style with staples inside. Okay. So I go in and they're steering me to the self-service. There's another lady. She's waiting to be served. The guy I'm trying to do my self-check-in on the little screen there. And he immediately comes rushing over. Can I help you? I'm like, you need to take care of her first. I almost feel like slapping this guy because I don't like that. It's not even that she's female. It's the principle. It's like, you got a customer already waiting there. How about you take care of her? Don't worry about what I'm doing. Your screen says for me to check in. So I'm going to check in and I'll wait my place. Because I'm not one of those that's going to jump in front of the line. So he goes, deals with her. He asks, while he's walking back, he asks, are you doing a business card or a, a you know big banner or something like that? No. Okay? He didn't ask anything other than this. Goes, take care of her. Okay? So I'm doing the check-in. It's not answering any questions. So I wait. She gets done. Comes back. I tell him I need the status stitch for this uh, print. He's like, okay, go ahead and sh- send me the... Uh, the proof, the PDF. So I send him the PDF. He pulls it up. Now I have to explain to him the PDF is in order of the pages and they're supposed to be dual sided. So it's important that you make sure that you print it in the right order. I know what I'm doing. Deep, deep, deep. Now I already know he's going to screw it up because I've done this job, this type of thing before, as far as printing and specialty printing and all this other stuff. I know he's pulling up Adobe. I know how Adobe works. It's very picky about the page order. I know multifunctions because I worked at a multifunction company. I already know he's going to screw it up, but he's arguing with me. All right, brother. So he goes through and he does it, does a sample print. It's completely wrong. And I told him, nope, that's wrong. You didn't do dual sided. This is in the wrong order. Okay, I know how to do it. Okay, so he does it again. I know he's going to screw it up again. Does another sample, comes out. It's wrong again, blatantly wrong. I know why it's wrong. 
he's not understanding page numbers because he's looking at just a PDF that has no page numbers. So I know what he's lacking. He needs to understand the page numbers to understand the front and backs based on where the PDF is. So in this situation, page one, let's say, you know, fronts page, let's say three or something like that. It's weird in order to get the sequencing correct. So I go through and I'm like, let me number the pages for you. No, I know what I'm doing. Let me number the pages for you. I'm about to slap this guy. Seriously. I go through, I number the pages. I put them stacked so you can visually see the dual sides. So to help him, this, this is like common sense. Now he still gets it wrong. He prints another sample. It's still wrong because he's ignoring the numbers. I just wrote on the damn thing. So now again, I'm on the verge of slapping him. I have to restrain myself because I'm in a public place and I don't want to be called up on assault. So then he's finally said, okay, I see what's wrong. I see what I need to do. I need to do some adjustments. Now he's paying attention to the numbers because he realizes that the numbers are actually there to help him because he's not able to understand the sequence without the numbers. Okay, so now he does a print. It comes out the way I want it. Front, back, nice, neat, sorts. The sort order was a little bit out of whack for some of the pages. He tweaked it, got it done. So I'm standing here. Meanwhile, I don't know what's going on, but there's like a line building up behind us and he's the only one working the counter. So all of a sudden there's like a whole bunch of people cramming the office depot to get something done. I don't know. Finally, this other lady comes over trying to steer people to the self-service. So clearly they're understaffing the print center and they steer you to the self-service. But a lot of these people, they need the advanced services. That's why there's a print center. And I blame Office Depot for not staffing it correctly for doing this. And if they had let the online tool do it correctly, I wouldn't have needed to go down there in the first place. But the online tool doesn't let you sequence the pages in a custom way. Thus, you're forcing people to come into the darn thing in the first place. So fine, we finally get it sorted out. He's asking me about paper. They don't have very much selection on paper. Fine, whatever, we get the paper done. Everything's all clean. We're gonna book the order. I'm paying it out of pocket, I don't care. I had cash on me. He's like, yeah, it should be ready no later than Friday, but it should be earlier, okay? So I give him a number and I explicitly tell him, which I don't like having to tell people, I explicitly tell him, this is for phone calls. When it is ready, you need to call me. Make sure you note there will be no text messaging on this number. You will not text. It is not text. You will call me. Just to reinforce, because I know what they'll try to do, which is fire off a bunch of freaking text messages. Fortunately, the number I gave him doesn't support text messages. That's on, That's by design. There will be no text messages. We need to do the personal touch. They're free to email me. That's cool. And let me know when it's ready. I don't care. There will be no text messages because I don't authorize them. So no problem. That was yesterday. So now I have to wait and see how that all turns out. And hopefully they get it right and they don't screw it up. Because if they screw it up for the amount of money I paid for this stuff, I'm going to be very upset, especially because we have a tight timeline for this. And I may have to escalate it because I don't want to physically assault the person behind the counter. So that that's in front, right? Okay. Now... Off the side, I'm still having to deal with the car stuff. I had a thought. Since I'm going to be making the drive and part of my drive will take me into Arizona, my thought was, what if I do an Arizona residence, then get the Arizona title, since Arizona apparently has no problem issuing the title, since I already have a transfer title, get the title, finish the drive where I'm going, and then swap it again. So I contact Arizona. Arizona, everything there is, well, log on to this site, log on to the site, deep, 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 but... 
everything forces you to have an Arizona driver's license and that to get that driver's license is, well, we need you to come into the driver's, the DMV to get it. So got all these amazing online services you force people to do, but you still require them walk into a building just to get the driver's license to do the online services, which would tell me might make sense to just simply allow things like the driver's license online or favor in-person services. I don't care. Bottom line is the Arizona route's not going to work. The place that I'm going, they would take it, and I asked the question through their online email uh, forum, will you take this and will you issue me the title that I need? They gave me back a template response, didn't give me the answer to the question at all, just a template response, I was livid. I had an inquiry out on a different car that I have my eye on, and I asked a very simple question, it's two questions, but very simple questions. She comes back and she's like, hey, glad to see you. Come on down. Did you, did you read what I freaking wrote on the form? This other one, he read it clearly because in the subject, he answered the direct question I had. He said, when do you want to come down and check it out? And so I do need to figure out how to get down there because it's a really nice car and I don't mind doing that one. My point, though, is of the many different services that I just described to you, there's all these, and this, that's just a fraction of what I have to fight with every day. All these different services, they're pushing towards technology and they're less efficient, less accurate, wasting time, sometimes incompetent. When there's an increase in technology, they're not using it correctly. They're not using it to actually get the job done correctly. They're basically becoming more lazy, which is an indictment on humanity. And it bothers me because I'm forced to deal with so many of these disparate services nowadays. In closing, and this may relate to people that are listening to the show here today, by the way, welcome. I saw a gal and she was talking about this other company and I forget which one it was, but she said, I think it was actually Office Depot, the same one. She said that, you know, she was trying to get a job. She didn't seem young, but she was trying to get a job. And her big beef is she could not apply on a paper application. I had the same issue with a company where they were trying to hire for something else. And I said, why are you forcing people to log on to this online garbage and fill this out? And the reason that they do it is because it helps. They don't want to do the data entry. I got you. But I still think from an accessibility perspective, they should allow paper applications. I always have, even though it's tedious, even though it's a problem. Separately from this, then I was looking at a document that I was not supposed to see, but I did see that was distributed by an HR department of a very large organization. And this one actually told managers and supervisors, don't do interviews off a resume, because if you do it off the resume, you're not, you're basically not getting everything that you want. And part of the test is to force them to an application, basically admitting that the application process is nothing but garbage designed to weed people out. That's all it's really for. We already knew this though. So now, instead of a very simple, efficient world where we can accept paper or we can do phone calls or we can interact as human beings, we're using technology to drive people away and discourage the human touch. We don't want them to come into our offices. We don't want them to come face-to-face. We don't want to talk to them on the phone. We want to use technology to push them away. I wouldn't have as much of an issue with this if the technology were built in a way that forces accuracy of the order process. It's not. If you were to order a pizza right now, the pizza ordering process is arguably the most efficient technology use you can think of. You order the pizza, you ask for your toppings. I'd say nine times out of 10, it's gonna be perfectly accurate. Your delivery driver who 
should be employed by that company. Maybe not, but they should be. If they're employed by the company, you're going to get your delivery within the time that they quote you. And you're going to get good quality of service. When you go to something like DoorDash, which is arguably using very similar technology to take your order, it's often screwed up. The order's done wrong. It's often cold. They may not care. They may not pick up the order. They may cancel the order. They may do something else. It's the same technology used different ways, but the fact that it's in one case forced, like on the pizza, you can still call them and order a pizza. You can walk in there and order a pizza. On the DoorDash, you're not calling them to order your delivery. So if it's a company where you can only get delivery through some of those outlets, you're forced to be subject to the inefficiency of the order process using technology blocking you from the human aspect. Now I'm going on a rant, but what I'm saying is it's not the technology's fault. It's the fact that we're misusing technology because we are not trying to keep the human touch in place. The human touch lends itself to the accuracy that we used to enjoy. And I think younger folks don't understand or appreciate the importance of accuracy of order and accuracy of the process. And a lot of people are now oversensitive to the whole thing where we don't properly discipline these people when they screw up. So when I once said to a friend who's a waitress, I'm not going to tip you if you're blatantly incompetent and I don't, and she got offended. But the truth is I do this because if you're just giving a tip for every single order, you're not training somebody to get better. It should be an incentive to get better, not an entitlement, never has been. So if you have technology at your disposal that counts change for you and you get the change wrong, if you get technology at your disposal that's nothing more than pressing buttons to customize an order and you still get it wrong, if you got technology at your disposal that understands dispatch and knows how to dispatch your delivery drivers and you still get that wrong, that's a problem. If you got technology at your disposal that tells you how to navigate to somebody's house and you get it wrong, that's a problem. So why would I enrich or empower you when you're screwing up despite technology that's there to help people? And that's what I struggle with is as somebody who works technology myself, I know it's not the tools. The fact that companies are forcing the tools, certain people can't handle it. And we're not holding those people accountable for getting it wrong and or retraining them to get it right. So now someone like myself is negatively impacted. And instead, I'm forced to use other technology I know doesn't solve the problem. Like SMS to do two-factor authentication, despite the government saying it's insecure, just to be able to log in to see Yahoo, for example, because one of my casual talk radio accounts is actually on yahoo.com. I still have to do a code just to log into there for what? There's no security of it at all. The password is secure enough, but these companies made a decision that it's not because some stupid people got their accounts breached, so they leap and force everybody to a standard. I'm not blaming technology. It may sound like it. I'm not. Uh, my rant here is around companies that force technology despite the fact that their people are really the level of incompetence that's causing them to think that's the right answer, and it's not. How about you fix the people? You fix the people by your hiring process, your hiring process that forces technology as layers in front, and then you ask stupid questions on top of it because you're trying to find certain people because you're discriminating against others. That's why we are in this situation. Technology is never solving that problem. Technology is not going to make you more efficient. Technology is not going to make you more effective because you're using it for the wrong things and you're misusing it in other situations. So as a result, 
Leicester is suffering. And I don't mean suffering as emotionally. I'm saying suffering in terms of somebody who works technology, mind blown by the complete disregard for how it should be used to serve somebody like myself. The fact that I can't even get basic questions answered by talking to someone on the phone, the fact that people want to assume text messages when that's not the most efficient way to communicate, the fact that there's a discouragement for me to walk in and get something done on the fly, the fact that they don't want to staff things correctly and instead they force you to technology that can't really serve certain use cases at all, everything is just frustrating. And that's why I say it's, it's appalling seeing the rush towards it and not understanding how do we get to this bad? Like, how did it get this, this terrible? And I can only surmise that our, the failure of our education system in the United States, I know that played a factor. I believe that social media and the rise of it played a factor. I worked at organizations where the workers asked if we could interact with companies via text messages. No, but the point is, why would you even assume that's acceptable? because we've not trained and conditioned people to understand the separation of work and personal. At work, there are certain tools that are acceptable for work, one of which is email, one of which is phone, one of which is face-to-face. -face. Text message might be, it should never be the primary. Instead, companies are coddling the younger folks out there and trying to make text messages and all these other things that are insecure, the number one, and that's not the right answer. So we have, unfortunately, breaches happening all over the place and nobody's privacy is protected, nobody's identity is protected. People don't seem to care and they don't understand where it started and why it got this bad, which is our rush to using technology instead of fixing the human problem that we have. So hopefully that, everything, and I talked for a while, but hopefully that gives a picture of the kinds of things at a very brief level, because it's only a fraction the kinds of things that I tussle with and why it feels like I've never done. Like it feels like I'm never wrapped up, never complete. Like I don't really have free time like I used to, which is why I don't have cable TV because I can't even see where I'd have time to even watch the TV. Now that I get eight hours of sleep, so that's what that is. I get sufficient sleep. My diet's good. Everything's good there. My point is, I don't have what I feel like I should have in terms of free time because I'm wasting time fighting all these companies that are throwing technology at me, misusing it and not using it to make the process better. They're using it to rely on people less. They're not forcing their people to be more accurate and do their job correctly. And as a result, I'm affected. So I spend hours sometimes on the phone with silly, stupid things. And that causes an impact on my ability to be effective for you as I do the podcast, Crypto Talk Radio as I do that one, as I do multiple different things that I'm doing. It's harder for me to do those things. It eats into the time that I would normally have to do those things. My goal and mission has been to free up time, to make these things go away. Automation is not the answer for things like giving somebody my credit card so they can bill it whenever they feel like it. That's not the answer. The answer is, how can I figure out getting back to the basics of the most efficient way of solving problems? Sometimes that's getting on the phone and talking it out. That means staffing it sufficiently so I'm not on hold for two or three hours like we are frequently with the IRS, let's say, or with our state DMVs. How can we get to where more stuff can be done online 
but not forcing somebody to come in an office for something stupid. How can we do this? How can we minimize time in an office when we do have to go to the office? The time in an office is ridiculously high. So even if I do get face-to-face, it's ridiculously high because the young whoever behind the counter is struggling with the system who then has to call somebody with seniority who's busy with other customers, thus slowing them down. I see a connection. I see this domino effect. And it's affecting our society negatively. And I don't like seeing it because I like seeing us move faster, more efficiently, not necessarily more technically, you know, technology all over the place. It's not about that. Is are we really more efficient? I don't think we are. I don't. I can't think of a more significant advancement beyond the basic calculator at this point. And even then, if we talk phones, it feels like a regression. The move away from regular mail feels like a regression because you're losing the personal touch there. People fighting email and not wanting to use that feels like a regression. Everything feels like a regression and a moved in the wrong direction. That rhymes. So that's what I tussle with. Those are the kinds of things I tussle with. Those are the kinds of things I think about that keep me occupied, not up at night because I get good sleep, but they keep me occupied. And I wish we would get back to the sanity that we once had, I'd say in the 80s and late 80s, 90s, you know, somewhere around there. I'd love to see push back to the basic sanity where it was easy to get most things done. It was much simpler, much more efficient, much more fluid, especially with the job hiring process. And I struggle, or at least I I feel the struggle, I should say, for people that are having it worse than I do. Because I know that I'm ahead in many ways. So if I'm feeling, and I can only imagine what other people are feeling that don't have the opportunities that I was able to find in 2022. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.